Psalms chapter 24. Ten verses of scripture here. If you would stand this morning, we'll go to the Lord in prayer and then we'll get into the reading of the word. Heavenly Father, today, Lord, we thank you for your love and mercy. We thank you, dear God, for allowing us to be in your house. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to stand and preach from thy word. Dear God, we know this morning that we're not worthy, but for the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you today because I know who you are. And I know today, Father, you know who I am. God, while I'm not worthy of knowing, I'm so thankful you chose to. Lord, I pray today, Father, that we would do that which you would have us to do, to say that which you would have us to say, nothing more, nothing less. And we'll give you glory for it, Father, and today in the blessed name of Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. We know this verse of Scripture. We've used it before. We're going to read all the verses, but we're going to focus on some of the latters. It says, the earth is the Lord's. Now, whether you know it or not this morning, I want you to know it before you leave here. If you didn't know it, you belong to God, period. God made you. God allowed you. You're here this morning only because of God. If God did not want you to exist, you would not exist. And I, I don't know how to put it any plainer. And I know some folks don't believe that, but that's the facts. If God didn't want you to exist, you would not exist. Can I tell you something else? If God did not want you to be here today, you would not be here today. And I'm talking about in this building. If you're lost, this is your opportunity to be saved. If you're saved, it's your opportunity to grow closer to God. And you say, well, Brother Arnie, I've grown as much as I can. Then you're in trouble this morning and you need a lot more help than you realize. We can, every one of us, get closer to God. We ought to be trying to get closer to God. My Bible says, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. It does not say that you can ever get so close that you don't have to draw anymore. Matter of fact, if you get that close, I believe you'll be like old Enoch. God will take you home and you won't be here. So just think about it. If you're here, get closer. If you're lost, get saved. If you're backslidden, get right. If God's been speaking, listen. And if God gives you the opportunity to answer, do so. But don't be a bump on the log and don't be a dill pickle. Be what God would have you to be today. So just think about it again this morning. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world that they the world and they that dwell therein. It's all God's. You and I this morning draw a breath because God allows us to draw a breath. Can I tell you, church, I, I've been thinking about it and, 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 and stuff, but, but not everybody gets to go to heaven, right? 
And it's not that they can't, it's that they won't. They simply refuse to acknowledge that God exists or that God will save them or that they even need God. Some people think that the only thing they need from God is an emergency answering every so often when they send out an SOS. And then there's some folks who think they're so good that God will just have to take them to heaven. That's not true either. For by grace are you saved, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In other words, I could say, well, I'm so good, I'm better than everybody else. God's going to take me. That's boasting. But can I tell you, if I'd have done everything I possibly could have done in my life right, I would still be lost without Jesus. But the Bible says man is few days and full of sin. And the Bible does not lie. Why? Because the Bible is the word of God to you and I. So here's the deal, church. No matter how good you think you are, you've sinned. You've got to have a Savior. Jesus Christ is that Savior. If you think about it this way, why would God say that? He owns everything, including you and I, and then say, you know what, though? I'm going to have a garage sale and get rid of some of you. Instead, what he said is I'm going to have a blood sacrifice and keep all of you if you want to be kept. I want to be in the hands of God. I want to be where God wants me to be. I'm not perfect. I know that there are things that I've done wrong. And when I woke up in the morning, I need to get things right with God. When I go to bed at sleep at night, I need to have things right with God. Can I tell you, I want to start off on a good foot. Every day with the Lord. For he had founded, founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend to the hills of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, and who hath not, excuse me, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Can I tell you very, very carefully this morning, verse 4, only Jesus could do that. But you and I, through Jesus, that's the way God sees us. When the blood's been applied, we have clean hands. We have pure hearts. And when we stand before God, God will not look at us in our sinful state in which we were. He will look at us through the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm glad this morning that God sees me through the blood instead of through the flesh. None of us would be able to stand before God. It says, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord, the righteousness from the God of his salvation. I'm glad today that I get to receive that through Jesus Christ. Then verse 6, this is the generation of them that seek him. They that seek thy face, O Jacob, shall I. Then it says, lift up your hands, or heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Now, I want to ask you a question this morning. Is he talking about a gate? 
of physical gates, like the gate out here that we opened up this morning? Or is he talking about the gates of your heart, the gates of your soul, the gates that he wants to enter into? You can lock God out. God does not force himself in. He's not the thief. He's not the robber. Remember the Bible says the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And he does not force himself on you. He does not force himself in you. But I'll tell you something he does do every so often. He makes you wish you had him. Ain't none of us ever gone through life without a heartache. Ain't none of us ever gone through life without we found some trouble. But I'm glad that I found one day, and, and there's a song out, and I, and I was thinking about it the other day, and, and I don't remember the words exactly to it, but, but ba basically it says they sought and they sought and they sought and they sought till they found Jesus. Jesus was never lost. I was. And he sought me out. And when he called me, then I began to realize somebody was calling me. Kind of like, kinda like old, old Saul on the road to Damascus. Saul, Saul, who art thou, Lord? He heard somebody calling him. Saul was lost, but Jesus wasn't. Everybody who's ever been saved, the Bible says, No man cometh unto the Father but by the Son, and no man come unto the Son except the Father draw him. Hey, church, God calls your name before you ever think about calling his name. Because he's not lost. You and I, we was lost. Maybe this morning you're still lost. Maybe this morning you're backslidden. See, I believe you can backslide. I believe a person can turn their back and walk the other direction away from God. And I don't believe they can do it just real easy, though. I believe God's calling them. Hey, the young man that went down and fed himself with the pigs, the prodigal son, right? What happened one day, the Bible says, that he come to himself. You know what he did? He heard his father's voice within his mind. He heard his father's voice within his heart. He, he recalled what he had at home. You know what I believe? The Bible doesn't say it, but I believe it. I believe his father was praying for him. It might have been every so often. And, and, I, and I may be wrong. I, just let me imagine for a minute. But maybe every so often, maybe this young man's name was, we'll just give him a good name, like Ernie. Maybe his name was Ernie. And his dad did not, maybe didn't know how far away from home he actually was, but maybe he understood. The Bible doesn't tell us. He said he went to a far country. And it was, so he was away from the house. But maybe every so often, dad would go out on the porch and just go, See if he was a nearsighted. Maybe every so often, his dad, I say every so often, every night, his dad had to be a godly man. 
After all, he's representing God in this parable that we're looking at. For his dad to get down on his knees and say, Lord, you know where Ernie is? Did you tell him to come home? Tell him I love you and I miss you. Tell him it's a lot better here than it is wherever you go. clean clothes here, maybe he's dirty. Lord, you know where he is. Did you protect him? Give him a chance to come home? And one day, Ernie's down there in the pig pen. I'm going to tell you, church, you've been there. Ernie's hungry. Ernie's dirty. Ernie's friends have abandoned him. He done left his family. Now he's back over in the far country, away from where he lives. Ernie gets down there, and the Bible says he would have fain filled himself with the husk of which the swine did eat. But he starts to get a big old hand of slop because he gets that hand. And finally, he looks down. You know what he might have saw, Sister Donna? That hand of slop starts dripping off there. He sees his hand, and he goes, wait a second. That hand reminds me of my daddy's hand. How many hired servants does my dad have? And plenty to use. Brother Sir Leah, Word he may have looked down there to him, and he he got the scripture. But I'm just trying. You just let me imagine a little bit. Slops off the hand. He realizes he's cussed on his garment. He's just filthy and sweaty. Well, boys, I don't know. They got food. They got better clothing than I've got. Brother Gary, maybe he stops and he goes, I ain't got nothing. I don't got money to buy real food. I ain't got no money to buy a clean garment. Boy, back at my father's house, the servants don't worry about money either. Maybe the Lord comes and prods him just a little better. Son, don't you think it's time to go home? Ernie opens his gates. The heart gate opens. <laughs> You're right. This is what I'll do. I'll go back to my father's house. His soul gate opens. And here's what I'll say. Father, I sin against heaven. Which means he sinned against God. Dad, you just wanted the best for me. 
goes so low. The Bible says, what does God do? God rejoices in a broken and a contrite heart. Read Psalm 52. Read what David says. Now this young man has opened his heart gate. He's opened his soul gate. He's got honest with himself. He's listening to the voice of God. And he says, you know what? I'm so low. I'm not even worthy to call your son. Can I tell you something this morning, church? Until you get lost, you will not get saved. Until you realize that you are in need, you will never understand that you have a need. Your money means nothing to God. The Bible says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And by the way, if you don't believe that's something, look at the beef market today. The Bible just told us the earth and the fullness thereof is his. You and I could pan for gold all day long and never find it. God knows exactly where it's at. And if he wanted to mine it, he could mine it by the tons. Eggs expensive to you? You know, I hear everybody talking about how expensive eggs is. I'll be honest with you. I can afford to buy me a dozen and a half eggs and not even blink about it. Well, you're just so good off. No, I'm just that blessed. If you need a dozen and a half eggs, you talk to me, I'll get you a dozen and a half eggs. I'm going to tell you something, church. I mean this with all my heart. you got a need. Let's talk about it. Because can I tell you something? The same way that God opened the gates of my heart and opened the gates of my soul, God's gates is open to you and I to go and talk to God about our needs. He wants us to communicate with Him. So He tells us in this scripture, and I want you to understand something this morning. The call of God is not something silent. It is something proclamationable. It is something that God wants to do. And so he says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Hey, when you open up to Jesus, you say, come in to me. He comes. He said he would in no wise cast out all those who come unto him. And by the way, remember, no man cometh unto the Son except the Father draw him. You're not here by accident this morning. Can I tell you something today? And, and, and you say, prove it to me. I can't prove it to you any other way than the fact that this, if you just look this morning and see that you're here, you would have been here regardless of who brought you here. Because today God wanted you and I here. And somehow, some way, you had been here this morning. But Don, I
but you're here for a reason this morning. And if you're leaving here thinking about it, and I don't know you, you may already be off saved. You may know who Jesus is. Maybe you don't. But realize this, God allowed you to be here for a reason this morning. Why am I here today? See, we, we look at people who are not normally here, and we'll tell them that, but what about you and I? Who's the king of glory? <laughs> I like this. The Lord strong and mighty. When God bears his holy arm, something gets done. Look at the next part. The Lord mighty in battle. Anybody been in a fight this week? I know everybody thinks, oh, no, I didn't get in no fight this week. Can I tell you, I did. The devil looked at me and told me how sorry I was.
First day of the week, on the Sunday morning, the stone rolled back, the disciples looked in, and there was nobody there. And by the way, the stone didn't roll back for him to get out, it rolled back so we could get in. 
Stand with me. 